And we are live. All right, all right, all right. Welcome everybody to this week's first episode ever, Degenerates Talk Sports. I'm your host, McKay Armbrust, here with my co-host, Alex Swagberry. Welcome, brother. What's up? What's up? Happy to be here. Happy to talk some sports today, man. I'm super excited. Of course, thank you for being here as always. Two separate states, two separate states, two separate time zones. It took a lot to get this going, but I'm excited. I'm excited to get things rolling. Um, so how this show is going to work, um, we're going to have segments throughout the week. Throughout the show, we'll kind of dive into different sports. Um, essentially, Degenerates Talk Sports is going to be your number one podcast for everything sports, rumors, picks, bets, the whole nine yards. We're going to be talking about everything. No longer do you need ESPN. You just need Degenerates. <laughs> I thought Stephen A. and Max Keller were good. Look out, world. Here we, here we come, baby. Here we come. Here we come. All right. All right. To start off the show, here we go. Segment one. This is going to be every week. I'm going to ask you the same question. Segment one. Here we go. The best thing you saw in sports this week. Hit me. Hmm. I w- okay. Okay. Easy money, man. Easy money. I was watching the Brooklyn Nets on a tear. Eight game win streak. And then what happens? No KD. No Kyrie Irving. It's all James Harden. James Harden's Nets, man. And you see the Mavs at a plus one. On that game, man. I saw that and exploded. You know, you see James Harden in, in the Rockets. I mean, he's a great player. One of the best scorers the, the league has ever seen. Yeah, no discredit in the respect all to him. But when he is running a team without his superstars, like we saw without Westbrook and the Rockets, and then they traded him. West, or excuse me, James Harden just does not seem to be functioning the best when he's missing talent on his team. And it was it was portrayed in that game just then. The Mavs, I think, won by at least 15, maybe even 20, and they controlled the entire game. And James Harden looked lost out there. So the best thing that I saw this week was seeing the best team in the league, in my opinion, the Brooklyn Nets, easy money, right. best team in the league, right. losing by plus 20 without Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. <laughs> that, that is good. That is good. That's a valid point. That's a valid point. Well, I don't know how I'm going to top that, but I don't know. I might have the best thing I saw. It's not going to be this week, but it's going to be this month. The best thing I saw this month, and I'm sure you saw this video too, was the GOAT, Tom Brady. All right. Just Ah. getting plastered out of his mind post-Super Bowl, right? This is the Wednesday boat parade in florida right they don't give a shit about COVID over there they're over there without masks and they're drinking it up and and tommy's living the life but but my favorite video right okay i'm sure you saw this he gets off the boat all right and he's got a tampa bay buccaneers assistant holding him hugging him from behind guiding him to his vehicle all right, now, now this, all right, we see Tom Brady in the sense, right, as just this elite athlete on the field, right? And even his persona away from the field, still just this, this status, right? This tier. And to see someone as drunken stupor and, you know, say I did the same thing, a drunken stupor like Tom Brady, you know, that makes Tom Brady human. And that's the best thing I saw this month. Tom Brady being human, getting plastered after his mind. Congrats to the GOAT. We all saw it. Well done. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, we got a plenty to talk about in the NFL offseason. But that's coming up. 
I mean, what? He's done it a million times at this point? Is that his million Super Bowl? Like, Jesus, man. Tom Brady, he's just going to, like, yeah. I, and I saw the video. I know what you're talking about. He deserves it, man. He's, he he's the he absolute does. GOAT. Like, how do you do that so many times over and over again? He's probably thinking, all right, I just want another one. Like, how can I celebrate different here? Just get absolutely <laughs> wasted, let the coach take care of me. So, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but whew. Bust, busting over a can of worms with the Super Bowl, man. That was a couple weeks ago, and we're just starting this now. But I know that, that I know. was crazy, man. I don't know if you want to go further into that right now at the Super Bowl. You want to move on? But Let, let's yeah. talk. Let's talk more about when our NFL segment comes up because I think okay. I think we need to dive more into that. But but with that, let's let's stay on pace. Let's lead to segment two here. Let's talk about the NBA. Now I know you love the NBA as much as I love the NBA. God, there's the, here's here's the thing. I think growing up the nba it's like you had consistently good teams right it's not it's not like you know you always knew the lakers were going to be somewhat good or you always knew like the the um celtics were going to be somewhat good but it's like now dude you watch the nba now with all these young bucks dude like the nba is so fun to watch bro like every team is like playing good for the most part other than the wizards god shout out to bradley bill guys averaging practically 40 a game and they're still losing 10 straight oh god no nah, <laughs> yeah i was just saying straight daggers for bradley bill guy can't catch a break poor wizards but um yeah i'd agree with you man like the league has changed especially from the jordan era to now you know athletes are just better you know they're stronger yeah, they're faster so that is true you know, when you when you see these teams like we used to on the bottom, it was really hard for them to crawl crawl out of that. But now every single NBA team can win on any given day, in my opinion, because yeah. of the athleticism on the floor. You know, you could Absolutely. take yeah, you could take the Minnesota Timberwolves seven and twenty seven, missing KAT, of course. Uh, right. Let's let's say he's on the floor though, and they go go up against the Brooklyn Nets. You know, if the Nets are missing a player. That balance of the worst team in the league and the best team in the league, there's not much separating that, honestly. Yeah, like, those I are the agree. best basketball players in the in the world. So mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Well, let, going off of best basketball players in the world, let's talk about MVP. The MVP race is, is here. All-Star game is this weekend. We're kind of hitting that point of the season where teams are like really starting to focus and prioritize their playoff seeding. Um, so I, I think it's, it's, it's going to be real exciting as, as we continue on towards playoffs. Um, but right now LeBron is the favorite. He's 36 years old. What this is his 18th or 19th season. And right now he's, he's the favorite in the MVP race. What are your thoughts on that? Are, are, are you, are you feeling LeBron right now? I think he's averaging 25 a game right now, right around seven, seven assists nine rebounds a game. The guy's almost averaging a triple-double 18 seasons in, 36 years old. And, I mean, he's had to do it with a hurt Laker team for the most part, with AD being out now for the next at least five to six weeks. You know, I, I feel like load management is uh, definitely going to uh, be a present for him. But what, what are your thoughts on MVP right now? I know Joel Embiid is in the race. I know Jokic. <laughs> Jokic is in the race. So what, 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 are you th what are you seeing with the MVP going on right now? Yeah, definitely. And uh, let's talk about LeBron James first. I think you mentioned his age, 360 this year. <laughs> or excuse me, 30, 36 that is. But um, yeah, you know, 
I got to hand it to the guy. I, I've been on his case of, you know, the last year's NBA season was really weird with COVID in the bubble, and they got it started really quick. So one concern with me with LeBron James, I've been saying it from the start, is the man is going to tire out. Come April, May in playoffs, I don't know if LeBron is going to have that juice. That being said, I put looked up his stats right now. 26 points per game, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, like, Good, good for him. You know, he deserves to be the front runner for the MVP right now. Is he going to keep this up all season? I personally don't believe so. I like AD to be eventually stepping up um, and playing that superstar role. Like LeBron, I'm not going to discredit him. He's he's one of the GOATs, of course. But I think that he's getting old. You know, I don't know yeah. if he's going to be able to push this entire season with that. So right now, yes, MVP leader. But if you want to know who I think is getting MVP this year, Nikolai Jokic, my guy, of the Denver Nuggets, all right? I would have to say he's plus 600 right now, as you said earlier, but just watching what he's doing and progressing so quick, getting in shape so quick, like the man is learning the game more and more every single day, and his team is young, and they are getting better and better around every day. So I personally like Nikolai Jokic at the end of the year for MVP. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a hot take. Uh, that's a hot take. I like that. Jokic for MVP. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jokic has been dominant this season. Rightfully so, man. Like, uh, here's the thing, man. The Nuggets, if every, if anybody saw the NBA playoffs last, last year, right? The Nuggets made deep playoff runs. Molt, I, I think every series went to seven games with the Nuggets, you know, trying to, to, uh, move forward and you know we we saw a glimpse of what a nuggets team could look like and i think right now the nuggets just aren't there bro especially jamal murray bro what is going on jamal you're breaking my bets every night bro what is going on jamal i can't have these 10 point games and these 12 point games jamal's got to put up 20 plus a game Jokic has got to put up 25 a game every game in order for the nuggets to be an elite level team i'm sorry that, that's just my that's just my take on the nuggets right now that's my no, yeah yeah 100 i mean look, look, what sitting eight in western conference 18 and 15 like this yeah. it's fair you know i'm looking towards the future and what i see with this nuggets team is they are young as i mentioned before you know we got utah yep. on top right now but playing together a long time we got a couple of superstar teams in la with the clippers and lakers sitting two yep. and three we got Phoenix with DeAndre. You know, there's the, the, it's loaded with talent. But what it boils down to with me is catching a wave of energy at the right time. And this Nuggets, they have a good yeah. coach. They have a young team. We've seen it in the past when they can spark, when they can come back. They are relentless and fearless. So I think we're going to see at the end of the season this Denver Nuggets team slip to a maybe between a four or five spot. But, yeah, um, yeah I agree with you. I, right now they're definitely not playing to their fullest potential. Yeah. Well, and, and not to, to kind of hone in on that point. I mean, we're not just, you know, narking the nuggets. There's a lot of teams right now that are not playing at their best. And arguably I'd say Lakers are one of them. Celtics are another one of them. Both Celtics are trying to catch up to that 500 spot. The Celtics, you know, I would say for the past two years have been potential championship contenders. They got a young squad, Jason Tatum. That boy is, that boy is amazing. It's, it's so fun to watch. Same thing with Marcus Smart's obviously been out, and I think that's put a that's put kind of the the team in a tough spot. And I think we really see, you know, Gordon Hayward left the Celtics after this past season to join the 
the Charlotte Hornets. And I think we see, you know, Gordon Hayward's role hasn't really been filled by another Celtic yet. You know, Gordon Hayward can put up 15 to 20 points. He's a decent defenseman and, you know, everything like that. I Just right now, I, I, I worry about the Celtics and I also worry about the Lakers. Rightfully so. The Lakers haven't had uh, Dennis Schroeder and AD and and Montrez Harrell was out for a little bit. But I mean, there's some there's some teams to watch right now because it's going to be it's going to be pretty close once we get into that playoff spot. But I got to say, bro, the team that I'm most impressed with watching this past week, the New York Knicks, bro. What is going on with the New York Knicks? Such a young squad, bro. Don't have the best record. But every night, man, they are playing hearts out. And it's been so fun to watch. They're playing really good teams. And they just beat a really good team. Um, I believe the Pacers, which are trying to make an East. I think the Pacers are in like the fourth or fifth seed right now. So, so much going on in the NBA, bro. So many fun things. But, I mean, I don't know if you saw ESPN kind of did a hot take this week on Draymond Green. Are you hearing about all this stuff with Draymond Green? Yeah, a little bit. How he's trying to like control trades and all that. Yes, yes. So, so this is uh, one of those rare moments we regular people get to see the the sports business and the sports world at odds. And uh, to kind of clear things up and bring everyone up to speed, Draymond Green this past week um, went on air and essentially said that he doesn't like when the players don't get to control the narrative. Uh, especially in resulting with trades or or uh, whatnot, and you know, rightfully so. I mean, players really are. They, I'm sure, it's a hush up kind of thing. You know, they really don't get to say where they get to go or where they want to go. And obviously, we'll get more into that in depth with the NFL, obviously, because there's so much drama with that in relation to player drama and team drama. But but what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I, I think we have always seen that teams do control the narrative. You know, we really don't get to see these players. If a player's traded, it's that player was, uh, you know, toxic or something was wrong with that player for that team. And I think oftentimes that's not really the case. You know, sometimes teams need a big man, <laughs> you know, and sometimes teams need a specific individual to play a specific role on teams. But I don't know, man. There's a lot of player drama around this. LeBron came out and made a statement on this. But I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on this? Are, 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 do players deserve the right to control the narrative? I mean, the teams are paying these dudes $30 million plus a year, right? So right. I, it's, it's, an, it's an argument that could go either way, I think. you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't quite sure where you are going with that, but the question clears it up. Yeah, do players have the right to do this? And, um, you know, it's a valid question. You know, you hire people for millions of dollars to put in those GM roles and to make these huge decisions, but when it really boils down to is chemistry on the court. You know, those are the players that are going to be next to each other, passing the ball with each other, winning games together. So, yeah, I mean, I hear the argument of players being able to have a say and control the narratives of those trades, but... With that being said, that opens the door to all players having the rights to that. And that brings me to Draymond Green, Mr. Flat Earther over here. Draymond, the earth is not flat, by the way, but I love you and I respect you as a basketball player. But when it comes when it comes to social interactions with the media, Draymond Green is someone who really loves attention. He's Valid. always been Valid. somebody who loves the spotlight, whether it's the Splash Brothers or it was gone and they were hurt. Draymond loves that center of attention role. Yep. 
And I'm not not to say he's the only player in the league that does that, but you, I believe you would see if players are controlling this narrative and this does become more news breaking out that you will be seeing more players like Draymond who love the center of the spotlight continue to speak out to the media. And with that, there will be a lot more drama that entails with this. Valid point. Valid point. So last thing that they hit on NBA, All-Star Weekend. One of my favorite times of the year, honestly. I used to love watching NBA All-Star Weekend with my family. Gosh, this was back 10 years ago when Blake Griffin was jumping over Akia Sorrento and Dwight Howard was putting on a Superman costume. And my boy, Nate Robinson, shout out to Nate Robinson for jumping over Dwight. I still remember that dunk contest, baby. Still one of the best dunk contests ever. But bringing back tears in my eyes with these memories, man. <laughs> Such good memories, bro. Such good memories. But it's going to be a little different this year. Um, they're with these whole COVID protocols and everything. Apparently they're trying to do, and don't quote me on this. This is the last thing I saw that was reported on it, but they're going to do the all-star game. And during halftime of the all-star game, they're going to do the dunk contest and the, uh, players, uh, field challenge all in one night, all for COVID related purposes. They're trying to get players in and out of the city of Atlanta within 48 hours, essentially. So, yeah, right? Adam Silver came out, talked about this, NBA commissioner. So I don't know how it's going to go. It's it's coming up this Sunday. We'll probably be filming at the end of the night for it, and we'll be able to talk a little bit about it. But but that's something to look forward to. So lots of fun stuff in NBA, lots of fun games coming up. But with that, let's lead people on kind of our NBA highlight, which I want for tomorrow. I'm going to give you some games, and I want you to give me your best pick for that game, okay? This is Degenerates Talk Sports, baby. We're always betting on Degenerates Talk Sports. So tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm going to give you a list of games, and you tell me what you're going to hammer. Just one one pick, Brad, baby, one pick. Here we go. Pacers and 76ers tomorrow. Nuggets versus Bulls tomorrow. Nets versus Spurs tomorrow. Hornets and Trailblazers. Mavericks and Magic. Pelicans and Jazz. And lastly, the Rockets and the Cavs. What team are you hitting on tomorrow for your degenerate bet of the week? You know, Mikhail, I would love to hear your degenerate bet of the week first. I'm going to hammer the 76ers tomorrow to beat the Pacers. Uh, I think the 76ers are coming off a loss against Cleveland. What? (laughs) Yes, the Philadelphia 76ers, the number one team in the East right now, lost to the Cavs, which I believe are like last in the East. And, oh, not to hate on the Cavs, right, because I love watching NBA. I love watching all players. But the Cavs are also missing like three of their starters. So, honestly, this was no – there's was no reason why Philadelphia shouldn't have made, won that game. I'm hammering them tomorrow against the Pacers. I know the money line's not going to be great, but I'm probably going to take the spread. The spread tomorrow for the 76ers is sitting at, and this is obviously probably going to change depending on what book you have, but let's see. Tomorrow. Oh, they haven't even released the lines yet. <laughs> they haven't even released the lines yet. So whatever. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna ha- hammer the 76ers spread regardless. I think the 76ers are gonna come out and they're gonna knock the Pacers around, especially after losing to a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers. Disgusting. Utterly disgusting. 
Yeah, word on the street was uh, Joel and B's shoes were untied or something. <laughs> they were not playing to that standard. That loss to the Cavs is embarrassing for a Philadelphia fan. But hey, I agree with you. I, that was I, I'm upset I asked you first because that was the game I was targeting. Because yeah, I agree, man. I don't think Philly's gonna lose back to back, especially at home no. with the Pacers. So good pick, good pick. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Shows. Are you gonna drop a pick, or is that also your pick? Oh no! I'm gonna drop a pick, man. Drop I a love pick, baby. Drop a pick, you degenerate guy. Of course, talks degenerate. You don't think I'm gonna drop a pick? Of course, I'm gonna drop a pick. Portland Trailblazers at home against the Hornets, 10:30, televised across the world on or across the nation on NBA TV. Uh, I like the Trailblazers at home. I think they're a great team. They play really well late night too, being on the West Coast. I've noticed throughout the past years and. Uh, okay. In the okay. public spotlight, Dame Lil probably gonna go off. So, Dame time, betting on Dame time. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and I will probably I would take the spread on that as well. I don't think it's gonna be close. Oh, let's go. All right, moving on. Segment three, rant time. My favorite segment. Okay, rant time. For anyone that doesn't know what rant time is, rant time is a one minute rant based off of a question that I give Alex. He has exactly one minute. To rant on it, and after that, we move on. It's pretty simple. <laughs> so, with that being said, Alex, the first question of rant time on Degenerates Talk Sports Episode One. Here we Hit go. Hit me, baby. Question of the day: Does Big Ben call it quits and retire? Yes, this is an NFL question. Yes, we're going to be talking more about this as the weeks progress and we get more information on it this this is we'll be breaking down as we get closer to the nfl season but i mean this 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 is up in the air right big ben had a hell of a season well a hell of a first 10 games and then lost four or five straight what whatever but seriously seriously does big ben does he call it quits does he throw in the towel after this season you got one minute i'm starting the clock in three two one go well, McKay, you really did open heart surgery with me on this one. Coming to me, Big Ben, week one. You know I love this guy. You know he's a freaking goat in my eyes, all right? So let's start with it, okay? Does Big Ben retire after this? I sure hope not, man. That quarterback is a freaking school bus. You can't tackle him. You can't sack him. He always gets out of it. I am a huge Ben Roethlisberger fan. Morally, that's a different story, but I respect his game, and I respect him as one of the top quarterbacks that I've ever seen play the game. Now, with that said, is he going to retire? I hope not. You talked about he had 10 games this season where he was on an absolute tear. That wasn't Ben's fault that it went away, okay? The Steelers just decided to stop catching the ball, okay? Ben, over here with a QB rating of 80, should be at 120, man. You know, his receivers just were catching the ball, bro. They got cocky. They were 10-0. It's a bunch of young stars, man. And it's just really tough to see, man. Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers this year was a massive disappointment in terms of they let the fame and the hype get to them, bro. They did not stay focused. And I don't think that's Ben's fault. And if you go back and look at the clips, man, Ben threw good passes. That is not on him. That's on Juju, bro. That's on all those young wide receivers out there, man. Yeah. We don't have to get into That's it our minute. That's our minute, baby. All you get. Gosh. I, I mean, you make an argument. You do. I mean, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe Juju should stop you know, doing TikTok dances on other teams' <laughs> logos, and maybe he won't get knocked the hell out. I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we should just invite Juju on the show, and we can hear it firsthand. Juju, hey, there we go. open invitation when you hear this podcast. We would love to hear your thoughts on your TikTok dancing. 
<laughs> hey, Juju, when you're dancing on uh, midfield of the other players, do you know that you're going to get whacked right afterwards? <laughs> like, do you man. know that teams consider that to be disrespectful <laughs> in their own stadium? <laughs> you really should not do that. <laughs> you just shouldn't, period. I mean, that's the perfect example. But, yeah, like you said, the minute's up, but I could talk all about it. Right, right. Minute's up, minute's up. That's it for segment three. It's quick. It's a quick rant. Bradbury, so you heard Bradbury, sign Big Ben. Bradbury loves Big Ben. He's going Mm -hmm. with Big Ben. All right, moving on. Segment four, here we go. College basketball. Now, two of our favorite things you and I, I know we love talk. I love making money off of college basketball. I love watching college basketball. College basketball really is the first Christmas of the year for me. I'm really excited. Selection Sunday, March 14th. We're like two weeks out from it. But who are you liking right now? Obviously, Baylor just had their first loss of the season um, yesterday. That was tough to watch. But Gonzaga rolling strong. But some of the notable names that we actually don't have in this March Madness lineup, Duke and North Carolina. What the hell, bro? What is going on? Talk to me here. What is what is college basketball coming to this season? Yeah, I mean, you said it best. I'm over here. I got the standings pulled up right now. We got the Zags undefeated, you know, the conference. Of, I think they should be undefeated. So, Rightfully number so. One, good. Yeah, good to you. But Baylor with the first loss. Um, yeah, we could talk about it all day. If you want to talk about North Carolina and Duke, uh, I think it's simple as the fact about the athleticism. We talked about it in the NBA earlier. It's the same thing at the college level, you know. Like, if you're in the ACC, SEC, Pac-12, yeah. Big 12, whatever it is, those are the best collegiate athletes yeah. of that sport in the country, if not the world. You know, it's becoming more and more of a world thing to come to the United States to play in the NCAA. So, yeah, I mean, those coaches, those legends out there, um, you're just going to have to learn to adjust. And I don't think um, they're ready for all the talent that was just coming at them this year, honestly. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point because, honestly, like I would agree with you. I think notably those teams usually attract really good athletes. And not, not to say that those teams don't have really good athletes right now. I just think right now it's, you know, there's a lot of factors that are playing into it. I think COVID's a huge a huge situation that's really hurting these college athletes. But, I mean, overall, it has been a little disappointing to hear some of the things on ESPN. I, I honestly usually bet Coach K and Duke <laughs> at least into the Sweet 16. Um, but it's going to be looking a little different this year. Some notable teams that I'm really liking, Alabama, bro. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Never what I thought I'd say. Alabama basketball. Alabama is playing really, really good college basketball right now, though. And they've really been fun to watch. They've been beating some really good teams on top of that, man. Same thing, Villanova. Villanova is always fun to watch. They always make a deep run. But what team What team so far ha- has really, really got you excited? Because I, I know you watch a lot of college ball. So what team are you like, ooh, this team could make a potential deep run. And there's always a team, right? There's always a team once once the dance comes around. There's always a a team that isn't projected to make a deep run that does. So who are you liking right now? For a deep run, you're you're talking right now? I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking a deep run just based off of based off of the season so far. Do you want do you want me to give you a sleeper or you want me to pick from the top twenty-five, you know? Hit me with whatever, baby. This is this all is right. All right, bet. All right, cool, cool. This is my take. All right, I'm gonna give you three teams, everyone, listening to this right now, and 
One is going to be one of those teams where it's a four or five probably, but they're going to make a deep run in my opinion. And I'm going to okay. give you two two powerhouse teams. Number one, Alabama. McKay, you hit the you hit the nail on the head, dude. Like that team is ridiculous, <laughs> absolutely right ridiculous, man. I I like to watch SEC basketball. I go to University of Missouri. Go Tigers. But <laughs> I I've seen Alabama shoot the ball better than any college basketball team that I've watched. And I truly mean that. They put up a hundred and eleven or twenty something absolutely ridiculous against Ole Miss um later in the year, dude. And they've also lost a couple games, which fuels them even more. So I like Alabama a lot, like you were saying. Um college basketball number one sport to me. I love it. Like you said, first Christmas of the year. Absolutely agree to that. Second team I want to give you guys though, sitting number nine right now, the Iowa Hawkeyes, man. Whoa. Ever ever since the beginning of this season, I've been seeing the Hawkeyes running the scoreboard up and limiting their opponents to not very many points. And it's the same story every week. Iowa's winning. Iowa's winning. And sure, they've dropped a few, just like any other team. But yeah. when it comes to the tournament, when we're talking about a good defensive team. They could put the clamps on when it's needed, shoot the ball and score in multiple different ways. Iowa is going to be a massive threat to make a deep run this year. So those are the two teams that, you know, they're sitting top 10 where I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. Um, not to discredit yeah. Villanova. There's a lot of great basketball teams out there. But right. this is my sleeper one, McKay. And I got to go to the hometown. You're, we're talking about the University of Missouri Tigers, man. And let me Ooh. just tell you, boys. Okay. Let me, let me just tell you really quick. This team is full of seniors and it is full of leadership. And I have, I go to Mizzou, this is my third year, and I have not seen a team since before I was here or since MPJ that is more fundamentally sound with their coach and mature. And they, with that said, they still make a ton of mistakes. We've seen them drop a lot of ugly games that we don't really need to talk about. There, it's a blessing, it's an absolute blessing. They're sitting 24 right now, honestly. <laughs> but come tournament, I, I don't know. Jeremiah Tillman just came back for um, a lot of other factors, but yeah, I'm thinking they're going to get somewhere between a four and a seven seed. But with that said, they can beat any team in the country, they can hang with any team in the country. We've seen them beat Tennessee, we've seen them beat Alabama. So I would say look out for a mature. Um, high basketball IQ team to come into the tournament this year as a five or six to make a deep run. Okay. And that's what I got, my guy. Okay. All right. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. I like that. I like that. Missouri. And that's like almost insider trading, bro, because you're like at the school. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't put your money on Mizzou recently, boys. Don't you bet on them. a little insight onto the Mizzou basketball team. <laughs> I love Wait that. Wait for the tournament. Wait for the tournament. Yeah, so, so yeah. we'll be keeping our eyes on, on college basketball. Like I said, Selection Sunday is right around the corner. Two weeks fun countdown and we'll be going through you know the standings as more to come as these teams start to finalize their position for the dance that being said we are on our final segment of our first episode tonight gosh it's flown through it's been a blast though with that we want to leave the people at odds segment four our final segment let's debate all right this is our final segment of the night uh and this is a question in which alex and i will just debate simple as that question relating to this week's tragedy i'm i'm, I'm sure everyone has seen it by now tiger woods is in, was in a, a, a crash this past week um that left him pretty banged up he rolled the car 
Um, I believe he got two broken legs. Quote me if I'm wrong, uh, Bradbury. Two broken legs. Um, surgery was successful. Uh, but things are going to be different now. And, and I think the golf game, the golf world actually, has really been changed forever. But the, the question that you and I are debating now, and obviously prayers out to, to Tiger and his family, and we hope for a steady recovery, a fast recovery. God, that man's a legend. That man, uh, I'm, sure he's, uh, I'm sure he's already planning to make a comeback. But with that being said, let's debate just that. Will Tiger ever golf again? Like, will he? Like, this is, this is something we need to take seriously because this is – Two broken legs. I mean, this is your swing. This affects your stance. This affects everything from a, from a golf standpoint. And so, I mean, do, does he golf again? How does he come back from this? Well, yeah, and, and that's a loaded question. I love this debate question because I'm going to take the ladder here that most people won't. Tiger Woods, though, respect hearts out to him, dude. Um, I hope that he makes a full recovery, and I hope to see him play golf again. I'm a very black and white person, and to see Tiger Woods at this age go through this, he's been through some of the highest highs and the lowest lows, man. This yep. guy's life is – it's a movie, okay? And yeah, I, I, I think that this one right here is the dagger. I do not see Tiger Woods making a recovery to be playing professional golf at the level that he was before. Is the guy going to go back to the Sunday driving range, play with his friends? Sure. Do I see him playing at a competitive level and winning those tournaments like he did before? Absolutely not. You know, I could be wrong. He is the GOAT. But what tells me with logic is that at this point in his life, that this injury is the dagger to his professional career. I do not see Tiger Woods coming back after this and winning professional tournaments. What are oh. your thoughts, McKay? Oh, gosh, dude. Gosh, you know I'm such like a glass half full kind of guy, man. Right. I, I really am. I, I love, you know, I, I will say, and I'll admit to this, because um, I didn't get into golf until like later in my life and like actually enjoying the sport of golf and like trying to, I still fucking suck at golf, honestly. But but uh, <laughs> I'm honestly learning how to, to, to play the sport and watching the sport a lot more. But like, from from that standpoint of like just watching golf and just watching incredible you know people do incredible things at a level that we may never see again and i think tiger is one of those athletes that you know he changed the sport he really did do i want him to come back yes of course everyone does but 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 here's here's the thing i think tiger if he wanted to if he wanted to stop, quit, he, he doesn't have anything else to prove. He really doesn't. He, he's done it. He's won a ton. He's a notable name. He's an established stature in the golf world. Nobody, nobody's not going to say Tiger Woods is not one of the top three golfers in the world. Like Nobody's going to make that argument. So to your point, if he does hang it up, right, like applause, like like props to Tiger. He had a hell of a career. He did incredible things, you know, props to him. But, but I think Tiger's different and I think he's going to end up coming back. And wow. I, I think here's, here's, here's why, here's why, bro. Golf is what I've learned. If anything I've learned about golf is look, man, I can get my ass kicked by a 75 year old golfer. All right. <laughs> and I know Tiger's not close to 75 just yet. 
I think Tiger takes a couple years off. He gets healthy. He gets himself back to the point. Like I said, he's never going to stop playing golf, right? He's never going to stop playing golf. He can Agreed. get healthy. And I think I think he can make a, a little comeback in the next couple of years. You know, we, we see this. Look at Kevin Durant with basketball, right? Uh, a crazy injury, right? That took him out for a year. Clay Thompson, right? Tore his ACL. Two years, Clay Thompson's going to be out. He's already planning to make his comeback. Um, so I, I do believe, I do believe that, that, you know, I'm optimistic of it, but like you said, if he does choose to hang up, hang up the clubs to, to put it all away, man, he's got nothing to prove and props to an incredible, credible career. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, just let me go a little bit more off of that. Um, you mentioned like Kevin Durant, um, his injury, this is the difference in my eyes. Okay. And I want to clarify, I think Tiger is 1 million percent going to try and make right. that comeback to professional golf, okay? Right. I, I do think that will happen, but the difference between Kevin and Tiger is Kevin doesn't have, you know, Masters, multiple awards behind him. He is not the GOAT. You know, he's a good player, right. but Tiger right. is a generational Right. superstar one-of-a-kind talent okay mm -hmm. and we saw tiger try and make comebacks before has he done it yes but the pressure that was on him man the pressure on the eyes is he gonna fail is he gonna not tiger was not just back to being a superstar he struggled if you remember all right he came right. back and that yep. man was struggling. He, did struggle. he did struggle and then he, and then he figured it out so now i'm seeing what I believe is the most pressure he has received in his entire career with this injury, because every person in the world is asking the same question is Tiger Woods going to play professional golf again. And he knows that, and that's right. a lot of pressure and right. he's the goat. And I'm not saying he can't do it, but if I had to make a decision, man, I do not think we're seeing Tiger at that level of golf again. Unfortunately, very unfortunately. That's, that's fair. That is fair. That is yeah. fair. But but one thing we both can be really excited about is Tiger's son, Charlie, bro. Have you seen this little man? For those of you that know what I'm talking about, Charlie Woods, you got Bradbury, you got to go search this up, bro. Charlie Woods does Tiger's exact movements. I'm talking the swing. I'm talking the celebration. I'm talking, oh my gosh, bro. It's mimicked almost perfectly. I think the golf world should be excited about what that little dude is going to accomplish because I, I've seen him play and I've seen him play with his dad and boy, is it exciting. So again, prayers out to the Woods family. We hope for a speedy recovery for the GOAT, Tiger. Um, but with that, we're going to wrap up our first episode of Degenerates Talk Sports. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It has been fun. <laughs> it has been. Wow. It felt like it felt like it was a couple minutes, but it's really been 40. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of good content in there. Oh, I but, love it, dude. But preview for next week, we will be running Degenerous Talk uh, Sports every week on Sunday, which is our filming day, and we plan to have episodes released every Monday. Um, so you guys can be looking for uh, Monday episodes to be uploaded. We will be live on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts at Degenerates Talk Sports. Uh, but with that, preview for next week, more college basketball. Brad Bear and I will be wrapping up this week's standings. One week ahead of Selection Sunday, kind of placing those final college teams 
in their placements and we'll get projections and previews for that we'll be keeping up with nba nba all-star weekend fun to look forward to next week we'll be keeping up with that as well as any relevant nba scores and rumors next week also to come super exciting segment on the nfl trade drama we got 10 a1 quarterbacks that do not have homes yet we also have the mock or the mock draft for nfl that is also coming up we'll be releasing uh whose analysts are picking who with trevor lawrence looking to go number one to the jacksonville jaguars but more to come on that um Thanks for being here. This is Degenerous Talk Sports. Bradbury, where can people find you and follow you? You can find me or follow me on Twitter at AlexBradbury33 or on Instagram at AlexBradbury33. And then if you really want to watch me and see my face, my pretty beautiful face, it's Swagberry on Twitch.tv as we do some stuff over there. Nice. Very exciting. Very exciting. You can follow me, McKay Armbrust on Instagram, McKay Armbrust on Twitter. And dude, I don't know, maybe I'll release a little, uh, a little hint as to something I'm doing, but I might be getting into the Ooh. Twitch game. I don't know. Ooh, I don't know. More okay. to come on that. More to come on that. First right. TV, McKay Swagbrist or... <laughs> jokes jokes Uh, but that's gonna do it for us folks thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of degenerous talk sports i'm your host mckay armbrust and my co-host alex bradbury and we will see you all next sunday take care everyone